Hey friends, welcome to the Strip Down and Straight Up podcast. My name is Nikki Ostman. I am a certified life coach, a two-time breast cancer survivor, and a big girl panty wearer. I love to help women figure their shit out, set some goals, and find their life's purpose. Every week, catch me here pretending that I'm Oprah and chatting about how to live our best lives, despite any of the bullshit that gets in our way. Let's dive in. Hey, friends. So I talked about something today in my five-day mindset reset that I thought I would share with you guys as well. So today is the 28th of January. And on Sunday, Kobe Bryant died. And famous basketball player, I think most people in the world knew who he was. And it hits hard when someone who is so absolutely famous and has worked so hard to achieve something. I think when someone that famous dies, for regular old folk like us, it's a reminder that no matter what you achieve, the world can end in a minute. So it doesn't matter if you're Nikki Osman or if you're Kobe Bryant that live your fucking life, man. And it took me a long time to get here and it's going to take me a long time to get where I want to be. But I never used to think like that before. Um, The first time I got breast cancer... I thought, well, I have cancer. There's got to be something that I can do to make the world better. Because Lance Armstrong did it. Terry Fox did it. The kid from my high school did it. So what am I supposed to be doing? Like, I just finished my treatment and then that's it. I just continue living how I was before. And it used to bother me because people used to say, oh yeah, I survived this traumatic event and it made me realize that I need to appreciate each day to its fullest. And to be honest, the first time I had breast cancer, I didn't feel that way. I thought this is bullshit. I don't appreciate every day. I'm still waking up. I'm still... Um, the same person as I was, but now my body's mutilated, my brain's mutilated, my everything is different. And I feel that I, I didn't feel like waking up every day was supposed to be this amazing thing. I had a really hard time transitioning out of every trauma, really. When my mom died when I was 23, for the next years, 
after my mom died, when I would meet new people, I almost wanted to scream it at them. My mom's dead. And with breast cancer, it was almost... I wanted to tell people that I had breast cancer. I wanted to tell people that my mom had died. But only because I felt different. And I didn't know how to explain it without saying, hey, my mom died. That's why I'm really angry. I have breast cancer. That's why I don't want you to touch me. All of those things, I couldn't understand why I felt like that because I didn't know how to put what I was thinking out in out in the world. I was afraid to I was afraid to say to somebody, you know, I went through this trauma and I'm not okay because it's like when your mom dies, there's the fucking stages of grief. I don't even know how many they are because pretty sure I'm still in the first stage. But people expect you're going to take your three days of bereavement. You're going to come back and woof, life is normal except for Nikki's mom is dead. And that's how it used to be. We used to just be like, okay, well, it's over, move on. And now, thank God, in 2020, we are now at a situation where we realize that, you know what? Trauma can last forever. Grief can last forever. Loss can last forever. It's just a different... We're, we are more social socially acceptable to accept that. And I don't know how the fuck people did it like my mom lost her mom when she was so young 17 I think and she never talked about her mom with us and I don't know how my mom lived that way and I wish I had the knowledge to ask her why you didn't talk about your mom but you know what I want to talk about my mom I like to tell people how she was fucking crazy and she liked to sit at the kitchen table and she liked to just chat with people. And you know what? That's what I would love to do for my entire life. I just want to sit around with people and share stories. But it took me a long fucking time to get there because I lost my mom when I was 23 and I'm 46 now. So that's like half my life. And It's situations like Kobe Bryant dying. Me, once I had trauma after trauma, once I had breast cancer the second time, and my second second occurrence was really hard on me. Um, And then there was a lot of things that happened afterwards, um, having to get two carpal tunnel surgeries, having to get my neck fixed because I broke my neck. Then I was getting my ovaries taken out and then my dad died. And then like after the second breast cancer, it just seemed to be like 
there was continual trauma after trauma after trauma. And that was when I realized there's got to be something more. And like I said, some people that's happened to them after about with cancer or any type of sickness that's clicked on for them after they've gotten a divorce that's clicked for them after they've lost a child lost a spouse lost a parent but for me I don't know it just fucking took me a while to realize that there's got to be something more and I think that's why the world feels like it's mourning right now, regardless of what you felt about Kobe Bryant. There was eight other people in that fucking helicopter and there was nine people, nine souls that we lost. And I think even if you didn't feel it about Kobe Bryant, you just felt that's a tremendous loss. There was young girls who lost. That's a tremendous loss, regardless what you feel about Kobe Bryant. And my fucking point is, let's go. Like, tomorrow, give me a minute. Tomorrow is seven years since I've had my double mastectomy. And if you would have told me on the night of January 28th, 2013, that seven years later, I would still not have breasts. I don't know if I would have made the same decision. I really don't. And I don't know. When I was told that my cancer had come back, I automatically thought I'm getting them both cut off because because the first time I had breast cancer and they had just done the lumpectomy, I thought I should get the breast cut off and the surgeon who did it had um, told me that it had no bearing of whether or not the segment was the best or getting the breast cut off because it hadn't spread. And the doctor who did my second diagnosis agreed with that assessment. So I've never... I've never beat myself up for not getting my breast removed the first time. But I honestly wonder if I knew in 2013 what I know now. The struggles that I would have gone through with the chemo, how sick it made me. um, With the weight gain, the loss of energy, uh, no sex drive. Um... I don't know if I would have gone the same route. And I know that's a crazy thought because the route is is that if I wouldn't have removed my breasts, chances are the cancer would have spread or came back. But I honestly don't know 
if I'd make that same decision again. But because of everything that I've gone through in the last seven years, that is why I want to change my life. That is why I want to get up every morning and write down what I'm grateful for. Because I never used to be grateful for things. When you're someone who's continually getting surgeries and being sick and not having money, people give you stuff. And so you get, I got into that giving mentality. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll get that from so-and-so because I'm sick. I'll get that from so-and-so because I'm not well. I'm so not like that anymore. And I love giving more than receiving. Did I say I was a giver before? Or did I say that I thought I deserved everything that people were giving me? Anyways, before I was a giver mentality. That's exactly what I said. I was a giver mentality. I meant I was a taker. I was a total taker. And I'm not proud of that. But I was a total taker thinking that people would just give me stuff because I had been sick. How dirty is that? That was my mentality. And that was from being sick all the time and for being in a negative mindset all the time. Now, with my morning journaling and my gratitude and all of those things, I love being able to give people something from me, even if it's a coffee. If I have the money, and this is something I'm also getting better at because I used to just completely live in lack all the time. Now, when I go out with friends, if I have the money to pay, I will pay because that brings me joy. And I want to start doing more of that. I want to share my story. If I could talk on a stage and share my story, I would love to do that. If I can sit down with one person and coach them through something that I've gone through or something that's similar that I've gone through, that's what I want to do. That is my true life path. And that's taken me forever, 23 years, to grasp onto that. And I just, whatever, wherever you are, in life situations, if you're going through trauma, if you're going through the best time of your life, if you're going through a divorce, a loss, a sickness, whatever that looks like, I know that it's not fucking easy. I get it. But just start doing one thing a morning. Just start changing that thought process. As soon as you notice, just start noticing your mindset. Just start noticing the thoughts in your head. In my group tonight, I said, you know, our brains are so used to just running at 360, 380, 420, what is it called? They're just spinning anyways. And we need to stop our brains from just running constantly. Because I can think... Oh, I have to pay my cable bill tomorrow. I can go from thinking that and I can spiral bill paying, no money. Oh, hey, I I need a new job. I need a job that gives me more money. I can spin the thought, 
I need to pay my cable bill. I can spin that thought and within 10 minutes I have myself homeless on the street living in a box. Our brains just are going constantly spinning, spinning, spinning. And when you practice gratitude, when you continually practice mantras and affirmations and repeat them over and over and over in your head, when you sit down and you write out, what are you grateful for? When you do all of these things, when you get good sleep, when you fucking think positive thoughts, all of these things are things that I have, this is my fourth year working on and I have come so far. And it's just, this week has been so emotional for me and I just had so much to say that I just wanted to share it with you guys because yeah, it's not about Kobe Bryant. For some people, it really is. I know people, men, that have been crying for days because he was their, he was their Elvis Presley. If you're as old as me, you know what that means. He was, you know, who my, my era, it would be like Princess Diana. When Princess Diana died, the world mourned. Kobe Bryant was Princess Diana for a bunch of guys. And men have been crying for the last few days. And the world mourns. And regardless of whether, like I said earlier, doesn't matter what you think of Kobe Bryant. Yes, all of those lives were precious to somebody. And what are you going to do to make your mark? I am going to bust my ass I am going to coach as many women as I can. I am going to do this podcast. I am going to talk all over Instagram. I am going to continue telling my story so that it can change maybe just one person. Maybe one person listens to this podcast and they have to get... They have to get a mastectomy in a week. Maybe they listen to this podcast and they know that it's going to be okay because you just need to get up and just fucking bang it out of the park, man. So with that, because I'm probably going to start crying more, I'm going to let you guys go. Just fucking live your best life, man. Dance in the rain. Dance like no one's watching. Give zero fucks. It's the best way. Love you guys. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Please contact me for any questions or concerns regarding this week's episode at nostman at gmail.com or you hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, where you'll always find me as Nikki Osman. One love, my friends. One love.